thank you for tuning in. We trust you will feel encouraged, uplifted, and inspired to build God's kingdom with us. Enjoy the message. Father, we thank you for this beautiful time of worship, and we thank you, God, that we can connect our hearts with yours in this time. And Lord, we just pray that as we hear your word now, that Father, you would encourage us and stir us deeply by everything that has been said this morning. We thank you, Father God, and we commit it to you. Amen. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Proverbs 13, verse 12. In other words, a lack of hope torments your soul. This is a time of a lot of grief, a lot of pain for people. This is a time when certain individuals have lost loved ones. Many have lost their jobs, their incomes, their businesses. And people are still going to lose a lot in the next few weeks to come. It has caused a lot of pain and a lot of grief in our lives. Some of us are weighed down with stress and anxiety and fear and worry because of these circumstances around us. But hope lifts the soul. Hope moves us into a place of peace. Hope is an agent of positive change. That's what I want to say to us today. Hope is an agent of positive change. Hope is what lifts the soul. Here is the question. If hope is what lifts the soul, how do you have hope? The only way to get hope, I believe, is to have faith. So in other words, many of us during this time will need a faith lift. I want to stir your faith this morning. I want to stir your expectation in God and your hope so that maybe your hope will rise and that the, the peace of God and the joy in the Holy Spirit will flood your soul. I've entitled this message today, Triple G. And the reason why I've said Triple G, it sounds like a bit of a, a rap song here, but Triple G is because I want to speak about three G's this morning. Grief, good, great. From grief to good to great. Where in the history of the Bible has there been similar pain and grief from tragic events of this kind? Pandemics, outbreaks of disease and so on. If you look right through the entire Bible, you'll see everywhere that there are terrible circumstances that the body of Christ goes through. And in Egypt, right in Egypt, when the Israelites were there, trapped and enslaved in Egypt, they were in the middle of many crises, of slavery. And then when God decided that it was time and He spoke through Moses to deliver His people, we know the ten plagues came upon them. And here's the thing, in that situation, in this dark situation, there was disease all around. There was pestilence that God used and that God put upon the Egyptians. But the Israelites were right in the middle of this fierce battle. I can guarantee you in that time, in that national pandemic, they experienced a lot of grief, a lot of pain, a lot of worry, a lot of anxiety. But here's the thing. In that or through that circumstance, that pandemic, God gave them their freedom. At that time, they must have been very worried and anxious and surrounded by all these diseases and these deaths of people around them and their livestock and their farmlands and everything going on and the death of the firstborn sons. But the Lord led them into freedom from them. 
surrounded by grief, surrounded by grief, yet God had a good plan for his people and it led to great things. Here's another portion of scripture and it's found in Exodus chapter 14. Here are God's people found in a great struggle, somewhat again a pandemic. They're stuck in the desert. Instead of advancing into the land that God had promised for them, that should have been theirs much earlier in life, they were hesitating, they were stalling. They were in a difficult place then for the next 40 years because of their disobedience, because of their fear. And guess what happened? They saw a lot of death around them. Many family members, many friends around them died. Now remember, this desert place was not God's plan for them initially. This desert place that they found themselves in for 40 years was not what God intended. But the Bible speaks about it because of their disobedience, because of their murmuring and their grumbling. It caused them to be set in this place. And so God now keeps them in that place for a while, in that space. But here's the thing. Out of it, God took the people of Israel and He shaped His people. And He had good plans to take them through it. He took them from a place of grief to a good place of dependence on Him, trust in Him, and then He took them to a greater place, the promised land. There's a beautiful journey that God always, always leads His people on, even when it is initiated by the enemy to destroy their lives. You see, Satan often strategizes ways to kill, to steal, and destroy but then what happens is, is Jesus steps in and he brings us life and he brings us life in abundance in the end of it. What is intended for evil, God turns for good. Again, in Exodus chapter 16, verse 41, there's a plague that comes and hits the land because God puts it upon the people here. And the people, because of their grumbling, have to endure this plague. And it's terrible. And many people died from this plague. But guess what God did through it? He got their attention. He got the attention of the people and He showed His love and His grace once again. And it happened many times right through the Bible. In 2 Kings chapter 24, there was severe famine. And this was not caused by God at all in this case. But they were found hungry. They had nothing. Um, and in this terrible circumstance, the Bible there in 2 Kings 24 explains how a lady confronts another woman and says, I'll give up my son so that we can eat him if you give up yours. And I'm not going to go into the rest of the story there, but it was crazy. Hunger can drive you to do crazy things and think in crazy ways. Most of us haven't and will never get to a place of such intense anxiety even in this tough place that we find ourselves in. But here's the thing. God always works things for the good of those who love Him. Romans 8.28, I'm sure you've heard this many times in the last few weeks. God works all things together for the good of those who love Him and are called according to His purposes. He takes grief. He takes these difficult, tough, tough circumstances to good for those who love Him. And the outcome is always great. I want to encourage you from today onwards not to sit in a place of fear, in a place of anxiety. It will eat you up and it will destroy your mind and then it will severely affect your life. I stir you to find hope in God's promises. 
find hope in God's past actions, how we always restore these people. Here's a promise of God. We will be restored by Him in this time and through this time. He will use these situations for the good of those who love Him. See, straight away, right now, I have peace in my soul when I hear that. All the anxiety, all the fear, the worry just leave my soul because I have confidence in God's promises and in His words. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 to 9, I want you to read it in your NIV translation or your New King James or whatever you prefer. But then I want to apply it this morning through the Passion Translation. And this is what it says. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. The NIV says, do not be anxious about anything, but be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faithful requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell Him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends all human understanding will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ. The NIV says, then His peace will guard your heart and your minds. So it goes on in verse 8. So keep your thoughts continually. Continue. That means always fixed. Always on everything that is authentic, real, honorable, and admirable, beautiful, and respectful, pure, holy, merciful, and kind. And fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising Him always. Verse 9 says, follow the example of all that we have imparted to you and the God of peace will be with you in all things. How can we not have peace in this time? We should enjoy the presence and the peace of God in this time in our lives. Anxiety, fear, worry, stress leads to depression. Here's the thing is, depression can live when hope arises in the soul. When hope arises, peace fills the soul. And when peace fills the heart and the soul, worry, anxiety, and fear begin to fade. Every time there was a crisis or a pandemic in the nations, right through the Bible, it was always followed by a mighty, powerful move of God. Come on, that's encouraging. Every single time there was a crisis or a pandemic in the nations, it was followed by a mighty, powerful move of God. And it took them to something better, to greater places than they were in before. God will take this pain. He will take this grief, this pandemic that we find ourselves in. And He'll use it for His good purposes and for ours in this lifetime. And He'll take us on to greater things greater places, greater moves in His Spirit, whether it's emotionally or spiritually or in any other ways in our lives. You know what I find amazing? I know this close follower of Jesus Christ and he loved Jesus with all his heart. And he said this, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. That's in James chapter 1 verse 2. If you're staring, I mean, how is this possible? Count it all joy in these times. I want to say to you, according to God's word, in these times, these trials that we are facing, where we've, we're losing our income and our businesses and our work, and we are going to struggle to pay bills, and we can think of many more people in far less um, good circumstances that are struggling way worse than many of us. 
How can we count it all joy? Here's the key point here. If you are staring at the trials, the pandemic, the loss of income, if your eyes are on the bulls, the unpaid bulls, you will be crushed by them. You will be discouraged and you will be, you'll feel down and depressed. How do we then count it all joy? By taking our eyes off those things and only looking to the hope and the promises and the purposes that God has got ahead of us. The blessings, the spiritual breakthrough that God has got planned for us. That is where hope stirs within our souls. Those who focus on the wrong stuff in this time will be swept away by the currents of these raging seas around them. Those who choose to fix their eyes on Christ though, and get deeper spiritually, who turn from all worldliness and who seek God, will enjoy the rewards, the peace and the provision that God has got stored up for us at the end of this tunnel where there's that little bit of light shining through. David says in Psalm 42 verse 5, he speaks to his own soul, his thoughts, his mind, his will, his emotions, and he says, Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise Him, my salvation. David is saying that although his, his thoughts and his mind, his emotions are being stirred and are in absolute turmoil, he says, Why? Is my soul downcast? All I need to do is hope in God. I encourage you today, hope in God. For again, we shall praise Him, our salvation. But not only in the future, right now, we should praise Him in these situations. I want to tell you this morning, and it's something I'm going to practice, is to look to God. Talk to Him. Place more confidence and hope in Him than ever before and you will not be disappointed. That is God's promise. And I pray that as this message stirs your hearts this morning, that hope will arise within you. And as hope arises, your faith will arise. And as your faith will arise, all peace will sink into your souls and into your hearts. And any fear, any anxiety, any worry, any depression will lift off you right now. Here's a beautiful quote from Dr. Caroline Leaf, a Christian psychologist and doctor, and this is what she says. Imagining a positive future reduces the pain of the past. Faith motivates us to pursue these goals. Hope leads to expectation, which creates peace, excitement and health in our minds, thus creating brain and body health. Faith motivates us. Faith leads to hope. And with this hope, this new expectation that we have within our souls, it creates peace. Why does it create peace within our hearts and our souls? Because all fear, anxiety and worry is lifted as we take our eyes off those things and we fix our eyes on love, hope, and peace in God. I hope this encourages you today, and I pray that you will experience the deep, powerful move of the precious Holy Spirit as you enjoy this message and enjoy God's Word. Let's pray together today. God, we pray 
that in this time your peace would flood our soul. And that God, not only would we experience peace, that we would experience a new faith in you, new hope in you, that would arise and strengthen us. So that, Father God, we would be called people who walk by faith with the hope that the world would look to us and see in us and be jealous of. And so, Father, I just pray right now for everyone watching and listening to this sermon, that God, right now, your precious Holy Spirit, would touch their hearts, would touch their souls, their minds and their thoughts this morning. Come Holy Spirit, we pray, and fill us with hope, fill us with faith. And I thank you, God, that as we keep our eyes on you right now, and as we look at you and experience your presence in our lives right now, that all this fear, all this anxiety, all this worry, depression, would just leave right now.